So thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today about parental regret. And, you know, we're here to talk about some things that might not be as open or accessible in society when it comes to bearing children or or having kids. And so I'd like you to introduce ourselves, yourself for the viewers today. I know that you want your name to remain anonymous. So whatever you're comfortable sharing, go ahead. Yeah. Hi, Amy. Thank you. Um, So um, I am a white female um, in my 30s, so 32 specifically. I um, live in the Northeast. Um, I work in higher education specifically. Um, I am married to my partner who identifies as a male. Um, and we actually have been together now for about a year married, but we've been together for six years. Thanks so much for that. That was a great introduction. So I wanted to invite you on here today because you're someone who is currently considering the option of having a child. And I just wanted you to talk a little bit about what has gone into that decision-making for you. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's tough because I feel like, you know, I feel like I have always been surrounded by folks like in my life who have had kids, like lots of kids as I grew up, like I used to like gravitate towards like babysitting. And like, I actually for a a little while thought I wanted to be a teacher and was doing like a lot of practical experiences with young children. Um, And so I've always just been exposed to working with children and really like feeling energized by them. And so, um, you know, now that I'm at this part of my life, right? Like young thirties, where I also am like mindful of like the biological clock that I have and that I feel like society reminds me of. Um, I am now at this place with my partner where I'm like, okay, now I need to make the decision where we need to make the decision, but also it is kind of my decision because it's my body, right? right? Um, of like, are we going to bring children into the world? And, um, And so, yeah, I think that we both together feel like it is something that we want so that we feel like full. I think that's like a word that we use to describe like what it might mean to have children. Like um, our life might be a little bit more full. Um, And, but it's a huge decision. And I think one that I think I do keep, if I'm, if I'm being really transparent, keep going back and forth about, because on one hand, as someone who's a millennial, who has like worked really hard to finally get to this place in my young thirties where I feel a little bit more financially stable. And I finally, you know, right. I'm married and happy with my partner and we're building this life together. There's this piece of like comfort and, um, you know, I wouldn't say lack of responsibility, but I guess lack of responsibility with thinking of somebody other than just you and your partner and like other family that's not in your immediate circle. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a really big decision because like, right. Like I just mentioned the whole, like, uh, biological clock thing. Like, what does that mean? And, and while you could look into research and think about like, yeah, but you can still be X age and still be, you know, thoughtful about bringing children into the world. It is a big decision. And so I am really excited to just kind of recap, like, because I want that full experience. And, and I think we've talked about how like joyful that could be, but then on the other hand, it's the, 
oh, but we are feeling like really comfortable in our life right now. And we finally can do all of the things as a millennial that's taken so long for us to do. Yeah. It's a really big and and tough decision. I think you highlighted a lot of reasons of why it's such a serious decision and and a big decision for you. I'm curious, you had said that, you know, society keeps reminding you of your biological clock. Can you expand a little bit more on that? Yeah, I feel like you're like childbearing years, right? Like society maybe, and maybe I've seen this in the media, things you've read, right? Like really they're like encouraging young female who are like 20 something or young and you know, young 20 something to like 30, 35, maybe to, you know, be really thoughtful about, um, having a child so that, you know, you're also bringing children into this world in a very like healthy way, because it puts you more at risk, the older that you get. Um, and I think, you know, in the last like decade, I think it has changed where like a lot of folks who were in their twenties are now more invested in going to college. And so while maybe, you know, the boomer generation actually brought children into the world when they were like, you know, straight out of high school and like early twenties that has shifted a little bit, but I think I still am reminded by media and by research and things that I read that like, you should really right? Like you should quote unquote, try to bring children into this world in your thirties. And now as someone who's 32, I'm a bit conflicted. Yeah. I'm actually really glad that you brought up media and movies. Um, because that's actually a really big part of this. Parenthood is maybe not always what people think it's going to be when they get there. Because when you think of the movies and how women are portrayed, there's normally two types, right? So there's this fantasy mother who's perfect in every way, except for maybe a tiny little flaw, like oatmeal on her shirt all the time. And like, or this, the mom's like completely like monstrous and a disaster and struggles with all these emotions that she has. And the story arc typically is to make her more palatable for viewers. And so it's like, it does have this media presence. And, you know, you and I uh, both grew up on Disney, like that whole, oh, everything's going to be perfect. You want to get married and you want to have kids. And so I think you're right. I think that plays a huge influence. And Part of the reason why, uh, you know, I think this podcast is so important is changing some of that narrative and that binary of it's either perfect or an emotional struggle. And there's a lot of in-betweens and it sounds like there's a lot that, you know, you and your partner want to do. And so if you did have kids, how do you think that would limit you or affect you and what you want to do with him? Yeah, that's a great question. And and that media thing that you said really resonates. I feel like, yeah, we like are so quick to judge women and it's like, we're all human and whatever, what is portrayed is sometimes not the reality. And we're, we're very hard on, right. We are really hard on women and specifically mothers. Um, but so what would limit me and my partner, I think, you know, Financially, I think, you know, we live in the Northeast. We both work in education, right? Like, so thinking about that and like how, what the cost of living is where we are now, um, thinking about now you've got the cost of living in the Northeast, which is very expensive. And now you've got on top of that, the cost that's associated with 
um, all of the things you need, right? Or like the things that also like this goes back to like the media and the society tells you that you need to be a good mother for the first time. Um, and then um, I think there's just things that, you know, me and my partner haven't done yet um, because we invested so much in learning about ourselves, trying to, you know, put work in on each of ourselves, but also like our education and our career. And now we're finally at this place where we're like, okay, we do want to buy a house and we do want to travel to places we haven't been to. And we really do want to just, you know, feel a little bit more free and less tied down. But yeah, there is that thought, which again, just circling back, that's in the back of my mind of like, I do want to feel full, but is my life, does my life, and right, I have, so I go back and forth with that question is, but what's maybe not full about my life right now that a child could provide? So you just kind of go. That's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good reflective question. And and yeah, there isn't one right answer, right? So that also makes this really hard, but I think what makes it even harder for someone in your position who is contemplating it is, you know, everything you said, research shows that, you know, females in the traditional sense are perceived through this prism of the maternal role. And it's still an element of social expectation. So, um, you know, culturally, you and I both come from Italian families, and I'm not sure if you've also gotten this, but just growing up, oh, when are you going to settle down and have a kid? And, you know, even from childhood, that's been kind of ingrained in us of that's something that's a goal to do. And just like what you said, you know, we have a biological predisposition that's kind of justified by social institutions that is almost like this maternity coercion for, you know, for normal women, it's a duty to give birth and care and ensure a good upbringing. And so, you're stuck making these decisions between how various costs of motherhood, you know, economic, social, and psychological conflict with this duty that, you know, we've grown up with and we've seen all over. And I want to touch on this last piece of psychological, if that's okay with you. Um, So you've been open with the fact that, you know, you have some anxious symptomology that you're currently managing with uh, medication, as we kind of talked about before, before we started recording. And are you, are you nervous at all for how that might change, uh, you know, if you decide to have a child during pregnancy and postpartum? Yeah, that's a great question. I'm, I'm actually really glad you touched upon that. Cause I think that's also, that is something that also goes through my thought process of this, of like, right. It's the whole, like your body is changing physically, but like psychologically, like I think that in the last maybe two or three years, I've really invested a lot of time and effort into like self-growth and investing in therapy and seeking out like medication to really like manage my anxiety. And I feel like I finally feel at this place where I'm like, awesome. Like you're still, you're continuing to grow and strive better and, and, work on yourself. But now I feel like I'm at this like place where I'm feeling really balanced. And now, you know, thinking about a child and what that would mean, um, to my mental health is really nerve wracking. Um, especially as we hear about postpartum, 
um, symptoms and how like more and more we're finally talking about that, which I think is awesome because I feel like that used to be a topic that was like, we don't talk about that. Right. Yeah. Or Um, like word of mouth, right. You heard it from another mom, like when you're giving birth, but not so much from maybe the medical side as much. Yeah. A hundred percent. So, um, and I think that I, I do think that I'm feeling like I mentioned pretty balanced right now. And so there is that, that question then of like, okay, so like, if I decide to have a child, um, do I have to change my dosage? Is it safe? Right. Like thinking about that, like also if I am on it while having the child, is it still safe for breastfeeding? If that is also a route that I decide that is the decision for me and my body, if I can even, right. Like just all, all of those are factors that go into it. Um, and it's just the ambiguity of like, I don't know. I don't know what my, what my mental health and my anxiety is going to be like when I have this small new human in the world and I haven't taken on the identity and role of a mother yet. Ooh, that's a, that's a heavy last sentence you just said. It gave me chills. (laughs) It's true though. When your identity does change for the most part, when you are a mom and I'm curious too, of the moms that you know that you're surrounded by, what do they typically tell you? Do they tell you mostly positive stuff, mostly negative stuff? How, how, how do they convey motherhood to you? And how do you think that is influencing your decision-making? Ooh, yeah, I, I am really grateful that I have had a variety of like different aged women as well. Um, surrounding me and my life and my upbringing. I, I feel like very transparent, to be honest. I feel like they've all been really transparent about the good and the bad. And I think it's really important that women are transparent to other women. Um, because, and it doesn't mean that you're a bad mom. If you say sometimes that, wow, this is really hard and I haven't slept in days or whatever, right? I'm not a mom, so I don't know what they would be sharing specifically, but moments like that are really, I think, important to share with others. Um, And so, yeah, I think it's been a mix of like positive and um, negative things. And I think at the end though, I will say is that it seems as though women try to end on a positive note, right? Like, and that is just very interesting, right? And I and I don't have that that lived experience yet to really think about that, but it's it's hard. Oh my god, my body is never going to be the same, or whatever they're saying and sharing about it. But then there is a lot of women in my life that have always ended on the positive note of saying, "But I wouldn't change a thing," right? Like, but I, I wouldn't I, ever give my kids up for right. anything in the world. A hundred percent. And I think you're hitting on something really important too. that qualitative research is starting to show is that sometimes we don't allow ourselves to feel those negative emotions, which is definitely part of the reason why I'm glad you're bringing all this up. We always have to put a caveat on the end, right? Of, oh my God, like I haven't slept the, they had to go to the doctor. I just spent $5,000 and, you know, we can't go on vacation this year, but I wouldn't give it up for the world. And it's like that typically is there in those sentences. So I actually want to read you uh, an anonymous quote from um, some of the qualitative research out there. And I just want to know your genuine reaction. And this is basically them describing sadness without the caveat. So a quote reads, when my older son was born, 
I felt as if someone had taken everything from me, my whole world, my identity, work activity, enthusiasm, and even the chair where I read books. I, ambitious, educated, able to do everything, suddenly shrank to the role of a nanny, a washerwoman, a housekeeper. I valued my independence and I have nothing left. If I could go back in time, I would never decide to motherhood. Wow. I feel like you just said that you had chills. I feel like I, that like, that really like spoke to me. And I feel like I have a little bit of chills. It's really deep. Um, and it is, I guess, um, I appreciate the honesty from it because I think that that is something that you don't, at least pe- women in my life, I haven't been surrounded by women who have regretted having children. And I think that um, it isn't for everybody. And I feel like people, there's this stigma of two of like, if I admit that it means I'm not a loving mother um, and I don't love my child. And, but like, when you really like dig deep into like those statements, it's so true. And I think it goes back to what I was saying about your like new identity. Like you're just, you were somebody And it's not like you aren't that same person, but you're different and you're taking on a new role. And it's, that's really hard. Yeah. And I think it shows too, there's a range of emotions, right? Not everyone's going to like baseball. Obviously it's hard to, to compare motherhood to baseball. And that would be super simplifying it to a level that, you know, too much so, but it's like, People might love baseball. People might hate baseball. People might think baseball is okay. But in society, it's typically only valued to say it's okay or it's good. And even hearing this negative side of this quote, not even negative, just a quote that's showing their true emotions. It's just like, even my reaction was like an air of uncomfortability of, oh my gosh, this was heavy. How would I respond to that? And a lot of people don't feel comfortable saying it, just like you're pointing out. And There could be women in your life, you know, that do regret having children, but are scared to say this, right? A lot of women are only comfortable saying these things anonymously in research or, um, you know, at a probably a more protective level of what, what they're feeling. And so there's obviously positive sides to motherhood and people who love it. And that identity is going to be great for them. But I think what the world needs to be a little bit kinder with sometimes is the people who don't and Mm -hmm. that it's also okay. And I think that, you know, a mother is a role that an individual takes on as an identity, but a lot of other people have a lot of opinions that make it really hard. Mm -hmm. And I just want to be mindful of of your time right now. and, And thank you so much for coming on and talking today and being so open and honest and, and willing to share. It's been, it's been a great time chatting with you. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for inviting me on.